talking about symmetry testing. Yeah, we are. We've been having a really good week this week. We've been talking about um, structural balance. The theme of this week, everyone, is that the, around the world, lockdowns are, in some places, they're easing. You know, in Australia, at least, we, we've been able to go back to the gym last week. Last week on Monday, well, on Saturday, actually, um, Saturday the 13th of June, gyms were able to reopen. So we've been getting a lot of questions from people asking us, now I'm going back to the gym, what kind of training program should I be doing? There's a lot of you that have been following us for quite a while, and um, you've been doing... Um, some of our stretching programs or the at-home workouts or whatever it is and the questions are coming through what should I be doing at home and what we want to talk about today is the concept of well this whole week it's really about driving the message home that if you've been away from the gym for a while or if you've never really been to a gym you need to build an, a strong foundation again the foundation that you built has most likely been weakened a little bit and we need to you know address that before you start going straight back to the things that you want to work on and so today the theme of today is Symmetry, left to right. How important does does training the left and right side of your body uh, and trying to get like individually and trying to get balance? How important is that? And is it as important as people think it is? Well, it's a, if, you, if you're a bodybuilder, it's extremely important. Of <laughs> they always of want symmetry. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting one where like coming into um, you know when I first started studying physio, I thought <coughs> you know everything was all about just like fine tuning this kind of perfect body and really finding these really specific things that we could fix to just make this you know like ideal, perfect, sort of balanced, symmetrical person and that's the only way that you, you know you're going to perform your best and be out of pain but it's so interesting as my journey through my, my sports science degree and 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 um my physiotherapy degree where it was really like it, it it's kind of exact symmetry is not as important as you think when you look at a lot of you know high performing athletes in um asymmetrical sports like you see you know rafael nadal's right arm is like this you know big monster thing but that serves you know his goals and it's a part of the development from that sport so no pun intended it serves his goal (laughs) that's right saying that though saying that i've worked with a professional um tennis player who was coming off the back end of his um uh career And he, uh, this is this was back way back when I was a trainer at Fitness First, and he had been an, an, an elite level tennis player for many many years, and had now um, become a, a chair umpire, yeah. and uh, was was no longer <laughs> playing competitively. He played weekend, you know, uh, whatever, but not competitively on the circuit. And he was ranked, and. Um, he had major, major oh, issues yes. um, and, uh, in his neck and in his shoulders, and he like it was phenomenal how much more overdeveloped the scapular control muscles on one totally. side were. And so, uh, the, yeah, to, you know, to finish a point, like I'm saying that you know you can perform like at an extremely high level being asymmetrical. These people aren't like, oh, hello, Troy. Play. Just in case you're watching. Not, um, yeah, I'm saying not gonna, uh, <laughs> you know. With someone like that, it's not gonna be like, okay, can't play this tournament because you'll injure yourself because you're asymmetrical. Yeah. But in their strength and conditioning programs, they are working bloody hard to try and like even yeah. up, you know, being really smart about, you know, they know what they their sport demands, and so they're going to, you know, spend plenty of time working on the overall muscular development to try and bring back that symmetry. But just saying that, you know, just because they have, um, you know, changes side to side, doesn't like limit yeah, them. Like, yeah, doesn't yeah. mean that they, for one, are in pain, and like, and secondly, are not going to perform well like yeah. it's, it's yeah. tennis is one um and I, w- I won't go down in d- too deep into the reads on this but tennis is a real obvious um uh example because of the serve and the fact that they never serve with the other side it's only mm. ever their their dominant side that they're serving with because they become so good at it and it would just be silly to serve with the other arm you spent some time with afl um 
I I imagine that AFL players would kick with one leg all the time, wouldn't they? Uh, well, in professionals, they they kick both. Like yeah, it's, it's actually yeah, ridiculous. Really. Like a lot of them like kick off their non preferred leg. It's yeah, really yeah. very impressive. So. Yeah, I was going no, to. I was just wondering because, it, because it, I've, I've thought about this a lot. Whoops. I've thought about this a lot because they have to. It depends if you're running, you know, broadside to the goal or, or this oh, side. You, you yeah. can't. You can't. Like if you're if the goal's over there and you, you can't kick with your right leg and, yeah. and get a shot. So yeah, 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 no, yeah it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Those guys, what they can do, you know, same yeah. with soccer players, right? Yeah. You know, like a soccer player, mm. if you're running to the left and the goal's on your right, you're not going to be able to kick a goal with your right leg. It's going to have to be with the left foot to get the... Of course, yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, my, my personal example is like I played ultimate frisbee for 11 years competitively and so I spent a lot of time where we use our left foot as our pivot foot, plant that, um, and then, you know, I was pretty much always throwing my right arm. Um, and yeah, I definitely noticed over the years, like I was very much, you know, my, my hip and my knee from constantly pivoting on that side felt quite different to my right leg. And it's been, you know, a lot of work to, um, yeah, I guess really focus on bringing that sort of single leg training, that unilateral training to try and, um, I guess, bring a bit of that balance back. But at the same time, I'm not like worried that I've, you know, my body doesn't work just because yeah, it's going to be Yeah, of course, of course. Let, let, let's bring this back a little bit, though. So for those of you that are tuning in that have never heard of, of uh, what we're talking <coughs> about, of symmetry training. So structural balance in the UMS, the way that we refer to structural balance is it means a balance between strength and flexibility. It means a balance between agonist and antagonist, so opposing muscle groups in the same joint. And a balance between global muscles and the deeper stabilizers That's right, the yeah. And a, and a balance between... Uh, left and right side, um, balance between upper and lower body strength. It means a, a really balanced body, yeah? So, but what we're really talking about today is the, the balance between the left and the right side. And a lot of people, it's really funny, you get people on, on both ends of the spectrum. You get people that come in that really pay this stuff off. Like we've got people that came in that we told them, look, you need to do some structural balance and they don't stay around in the gym. They're like, well, I don't want to do that. I just want to deadlift and I want to squat. And, and yeah. you look at the way that they're, like as soon as they get any kind of weight, they just go straight over to the one side and favor that one side. And you say, listen, you know, like, um, you know, nine, nine to 18 weeks, you're going to fix this forever. Can I just say something? Because this is a really important statement and I think people should really understand this. We're all, most, at least all of us sitting around the table right now and the vast majority of the clientele that we deal with or the people that in our groups. Now, there are a few. We do train a few athletes. Um, but the majority of people watching are blessed because they don't have to train like an athlete. Yeah. And that's a blessing. Yeah. You know, people have this, there's this notion that you should train like an athlete. That's total bullshit. Yeah. Athletes have to make major sacrifices to their, their their overall function so that because they have to favor these certain skills, you know. Well, we've seen it recently with some of the uh, the professional football and AFL players that we've had here in, in, in the gym. And they have they talk to us about their goals and you show them this roadmap for what you, they, they would have to do to get their body optimally. And then they say, that's awesome. But my season starts in nine weeks. Yeah. And then you go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's well, I just, so, I just, I just, I just. So I just want to, before we go any further, I just want to make it absolutely clear: if you're not an, a prof professional athlete and you don't have a specific skill that you need to develop as part of a team or as part of a specific sport, then you're blessed. You can train the way you freaking yeah. want to, yeah. you know. And and then you can more. really train for uh, just overall performance to set this amazing foundation. So when the time comes that you choose to do a sport. You, you, you know, you're in a in great stead, you know, um, and I think that that's something that is really important to, to make clear. And then also secondary, 
everyone coming out of lockdown right now and joining up to the gym, it creates a really great opportunity for you to hit the restart button, to start again afresh, to, to lay a strong foundation, something that you may have never done before. You may have never done. If you were like me and you started exercising the way I did, you followed a mate who knew absolutely nothing <coughs> to the gym and you just copied what he did. And you, then you mimic other people in the gym that look bigger than you or that look like they know more than you who also know absolutely nothing. And then you generally carry on like that for a decade. And then finally, if you're like me, you become influenced by someone who has a look at your body because he, you know, you've torn something up or you've damaged something and said, wow, you've got some serious issues you need to overcome, you know, like, uh, and then you start looking at a better, for, for a better way to train. That's how most people get into gym training, you know, they, 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 it's like the blind leading the blind. Yeah. So if, if you've just come out of lockdown, um, that's one of the key take homes. This is a great Kickstarter. This is, and, and, and you should. And I, I even saw a really good post by our friend Sebastian Oreb over at Australian Strength Coach, who's a powerlifting coach, who, you know, put out a free program for people who are coming out of lockdown to get back into the gym. And he made a point of saying, this is not a comp prep program. This program is not going to help you win a gold medal. It is a program to reintroduce you to the gym, to get your body moving. It's not going to leave you incapacitated with doms the next day that's not the idea of it it's just designed to get all the muscles moving again properly and to get you reintroduced to the gym and it, it, the, our foundations program is very much like that we probably go a little bit deeper into uh, balance than than um, bass does but um, I think everyone should be thinking like that because you can't come straight back and I think this is something that you guys should uh, um, definitely highlight in this discussion why after having three months out of the gym you cannot come back and try to kick off where you left off because otherwise you'll be sending me messages and we'll be doing every physio friday about tenopathy for yeah. the yeah, <laughs> foreseeable right. future right. because but we did talk about that yesterday yeah, today okay. we're talking yeah. much more about symmetry and the specifics of it and, and what why it's important and and, and why it, yeah. how much is too much because what phil and i were talking about about this show is that so symmetry testing uh, symmetry training what we're talking about is a great example would be doing upper body strength training with dumbbells instead of barbells that's just the most yeah. the most basic way that you could say it because when you move dumbbells if you do a, a chest press with dumbbells then each arm has to move the weight individually whereas if you do a barbell chest press then both the arms move the same weight which means, as Yanni spoke about on Monday, if you have a weaker side, if you have a dominant side, then when you go close to failure, the dominant side is always going to do that little bit more. So, and, that, is, and that little bit more, that's where that's that's, that's where the where magic the dreams happens. are made. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. That's so, like, so unchecked over time, that can become a really a really big issue. So the way that we tackle that is that we like to get people training with dumbbells first. To, to have a look at the way that their body moves and so that people can get an understanding of whether or not they have an imbalance. And then we move on to barbells because that's where the real magic happens. But then we still use dumbbells, maybe as supplementary, at a, work. As supplementary work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what Phil and I were talking about is, it's funny because as I said before, there's almost, there's, in my experience, there's like two kinds of people. There's the people that just totally pay off um, symmetry training and that all they wanna do is the big stuff because they just wanna train like the elite people. And then you get the people that go way too far down the rabbit hole where they think that they have these major issues in their body that require 18 months of symmetry training and then at 18 months I still want to get another check-in and maybe I'll do another six months before I... Yeah, and it's and just, they become scared of you know bilateral movement because they, they think they won't be able to control it or something or yeah. you know, it's going to be really damaging if they're you know, 
doesn't. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I was even I was even a victim of this. It was it was you that pulled me out of that rabbit hole, probably eight months ago now or so when I was going through my shoulder. rehab yeah. with my shoulder and and I'd already been doing rehab for about six months and I was talking about my next phase of rehab with dumbbells and you went. And I was like, man, I can only I can only shoulder press like five kilos in each hand, but there's nothing for me. Um, you know, I think I'm going to do this and do that. And you said, man, I think it's time that you try some barbells. And I started so light. I started on a chest press of about 30 kilos. Um, and I'm now up to, on Monday, I did 95 kilos. So I've had a massive, like I've tripled my strength with my reps, chest yeah. press. Yep. For five reps, that's right. Um, and I was doing, you know, I was even uh, getting back to doing behind the head shoulder press, you know. Like there was, the, the point came when there was enough symmetry training and I had to just get a barbell and, and, and you know, yeah. go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the, 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 that's, that's also an important thing to highlight for those, for those people who are stuck in that injury identity of, oh, I can't progress to doing bigger and better stuff, you know. Um, but we keep it on topic and um, talk about that, that the importance of, of where people should be going back to the gym and what they should be focusing on. And I just love the, the idea that, you know, this... This whole lockdown has hit the reset button. It's, it's, a, it's a societal reset button, really. And so let's use it. Let's use it as a as a uh, don't be one of the um, don't be one of the the statistics of people who rush back to the gym and try to regain the the last three months of lost momentum in the first phase of their program, you know, yep. or the first weeks, you know. And I know how hard it is because that's how my mind works. Um, it's hard to go back and regress and, and, and do all that. But God, if you've never done it before, if you've never really looked into how your body's functioning from a balance perspective, from a symmetry perspective, it's quite humbling. And it's, it's a great exercise to do every once in a while. Yeah, and I think some practical sort of takeaways when you are looking at, um, you know, working with, with dumbbells, for example, that, you know, you use the, like, you only go up to your weakest side. So, um, you know, my left shoulder from an old injury similar to Rad's is, you know, always like consistently just going to be that, that bit, little bit lower. So it's really tempting to just like blast out, you know, a whole bunch of extra reps on the right side. But mm -hmm. I know that's not going to serve me long term because if I'm, yeah, so always I definitely recommend starting with the <coughs> the side that you know is a bit weaker, seeing you're like testing that level and then, you know, only using yeah. um, that sort of rep range for the Always for dictate the, the rep range, the load, the volume with the weaker side. And that's, that's a, what we teach. Yeah, yeah, and that's a really good point um, because I'm – I actually have to remember back to 15 or 16 years ago being a juvenile trainer when somebody told me this for the first time and it was almost like a light globe moment, yeah. you know, when whoever it was, maybe it was Tony Bataji, when he said, yeah, of, of course, you choose your weight with the weak side and you do those reps and then you do the same on the strong side. And I was like, oh, wow. And people that don't know that yet, when we tell it to them, they kind of have this light globe moment. But it makes sense, right? Because if you, if you can lift um, 10 pounds on whatever in your strong side for 10 reps, uh, and that's the most that you can do. And then you grab the same weight with your weak side and you can barely do six or seven good reps. Well, guess what? That gap just grew. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you'll feel like the the weak side gets its ass kicked and the strong side barely even yeah. gets started. And more importantly, I mean, like if you're trying to do, you know, that, that weight on, on the weaker side, um, it, you know, if it's significantly different, then it's going to be hard to, you know, keep the right form throughout the, you know, yep. even those reps. And so it's just not, yeah. It's Not just ideal. piss poor load management. That's yep. what we talk about. Yep. You'll be really struggling to manage the load on the weak side. I, I, um, to, keep, to keep it really relevant and practical, I am a firm believer that three program phases is enough to iron out a, 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 a symmetry imbalance. And if you're not 
symmetrical after pre three program phases, which can be anywhere from nine to 16 weeks, nine to 18. 18 weeks. It depends how savvy you are, how um, experienced you are at lifting. Charles, Charles Poliquin used to program three-week program phases. So nine weeks would be three program blocks to an athlete. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He mostly worked with... But pretty, pretty um, then for an untrained person, the programs, uh, the phases will be anywhere from four to six weeks. Yeah. And uh, and so for an absolute beginner, a six-week program phase, a we call it a meso... Well, it's referred to as a mesocycle is is something that I'd probably be recommending. And um, so then, yeah, after 18 weeks, if there's if there's still an imbalance, you know, there's a, there's a we use a formula to assess how se the severity of the imbalance, um, but you gotta remember, there is no such thing as a perfectly symmetrical body. You're always gonna have something going on there, you know? And so if you're like, and this is where, you know, um, Rad's story is relevant before, there is a point where you have to kind of move on and go, okay, I'm yeah, going to start. Uh, like, as I often talk about with, um, you know, different parts of your body, it's all about training these systems. So Rad spent so much time really working on that, you know, that his one injured side, so that right side um, shoulder system. And it got to the point where, you know, like he'd done so much work in that, but he hadn't trained it in how to, you know, work as a full upper body push-pull yeah. um, sort of movement where, yeah, you really do get just such good benefit from those big lifts if you if you do them well. And, um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and it's all, it, it all goes back to this uh, concept of what where, where this whole thing's coming from. It's this idea of laying the foundation. Yeah, you know, and a good foundation has a not a major a major difference between left to right side. Like what we what we call an acceptable difference with our strength testing when we do the strength testing in the UMS. An acceptable difference on a six RM is a two rep uh, range difference. difference. You know, yep. if you if you got two reps. Uh, more on the right on the more dominant side less. than you did on the on the uh, more uh, two reps or less difference. We we don't call that a, a difference that you need to be saying. Oh shit! I need to really focus on this. Yeah. And a fun practical physio tip for anyone who has you know had a um, if you have an injury on one side, say you break your arm, um, you know you break your uh, your left arm, and you you don't want it to um, you know it's going to get weaker if you spend that much time in a cast, and the muscle is going to atrophy and everything. But if you do train um, the other arm, so your right arm. You're actually going to help maintain your um, strength long term uh, by training the opposite side because the way that the neural drive, which we've talked about before, with um, you know one of the two components, muscle size and neural drive for um, for how for strength production. If you are training the other side, then you will get bilateral neural drive input, and that actually um, slows down atrophy and, and keeps your strength. So it's a really that one. fascinates Dude, me, man. So, when I when, yeah. I learned, when I read that, I think I learned <laughs> it in the brain that changes itself. That just yeah. fascinated yeah, me. Yeah, we did an experiment at uni um, in my sports science degree where we had to um, test both arms, train our non-dominant arms for six weeks, just bicep curls on that other arm, and then, um, yeah, you looked at the um, strength changes over time, and it was amazing. Like, you got stronger on the other mm. side just from that increased new drive. Yeah, look, mm. when, I did, when I dislocated my knee playing um, soccer, um, I couldn't do much on that right leg for a while, and we did. I did heaps of stuff on my left leg, and uh, it it carries over. There's a, there's yeah. a very strong carryover, you know. So, and if you want to go hardcore <coughs> and really into the weeds of like uh, neural reconditioning and um, in in that sort of setting where you do have a severe injury which you can't train on it, you can also do imaginary training, and that's been proven to yeah, yeah increase so strength. So very quickly because we've got five minutes left to uh, bring it in for a landing. Uh, yeah, that's right. 
Um, if there's no, if the, the, we got a couple of um, people on the live stream to the UMS Movement Mastermind. Any of you guys listening to the podcast or the replay on YouTube, if you haven't already, get yourself over to the UMS Movement Mastermind. It's a private Facebook group where we connect. We do these uh, podcast recordings streamed live to that group and they can interact and ask questions. If we have no questions on this, let's just reinforce the four key take-homes that people can implement um, immediately. So Phil, your point on uh, the the selection of load and volume, why don't you reiterate that in under 60 seconds? Oh yes, okay. Um, Yeah, if you're using, if you're training uh, unilaterally, then use your your weaker side as the the benchmark for the, the weights you're doing. So yep, perfect. So you heard it first from Phil. <laughs> uh, and Rad's uh, point, Rad's key point was, well, I think the the importance of structural balance. So the importance of symmetry training, but not going too far down that rabbit hole and not getting yep. caught up with it. Like we we get people that do the foundations program, the UMS foundations program, and they get to the end of it and say, "Oh, they you know, I did really well, but I think I'm going to do it again." And and you're just yeah. like, "No, yeah. no, that's not the idea. Yeah. That that program set you up for going forward." And yes. There's so much in there that you, of course, you're going to get better at it. Guess what? You'll go back in 10 years, do that program again, and you'll still be getting better at it. Yeah. But you don't finish a structural balance program and say, oh, I didn't get the results I want. I'm going to do it again. You, yeah. You don't do it. You, you can't, you're not going on. for perfection. You're going for performance. You're going for a better. You're going for progress. You know, yeah. there is no such thing as perfect symmetry. Yeah. So that's Rad's key take home. Yeah. Uh, and my key take home is very much aligned with that, you should not need or I, I, you should not work on symmetry for more than three program phases. There's just no need for it. If you get to the end of the third program phase and you're not perfectly symmetrical, it is okay. The, the benchmark that we use in our anatomical structural balance blueprint that the guys in the UMS online coaching program have access to <coughs> and our guys at the gym here, we do it every program mesocycle, is within two reps. So as a 6RM strength test, if you're within two reps, left to right side, that's okay. That's that's you don't need to program that in. Okay, yeah. um, if you are out of that two rep benchmark, then that's something that we would prioritize in the next program phase for you. And that's and even that, that's even the way that the whole UMS program is designed. Like you go through the foundations program, which which really sets you up. But then when you're doing the progressions program and you do your strength testing, if there's still a couple of issues, it, it just gets programmed in. Yeah. It's not that you redo the whole foundations program and again, right. because there's plenty of things that you're going to be able to progress on, you know? And I think it's just so key to realize that just because you're training bilaterally doesn't mean you can't be working on symmetry like it's it's what the structural balance um you know the foundations program is so good for is it starts to like make you aware of these things that maybe you weren't aware of before so then when you get into your bilateral training into ums progressions and you can be aware of this stuff so you can feel like oh when i'm going down into my squad am i when you look in the mirror or if you record yourself that's why it's so useful to you know put up upload the videos onto the facebook groups here is that you can start to see like oh yeah i really do sort of lean to that right side and then that's a really good technique cue to help you come back to the middle and then as you shift that weight um aim for that you know symmetry within your bilateral lifts then that's going to help the strength um discrepancies so you, yeah just because you're not doing unilateral stuff does not mean that you're like ignoring symmetry so yeah and from a macro uh from a macro the big picture 
We've all had the reset button pushed on us, except for Blakely Hernage, who's joined us here, uh, who's one of our administrators because he's got such an awesome at-home gym. But not everyone has a gym like Blakely. So a lot of us haven't been haven't had access to uh, our external load, like barbells, dumbbells, and kettlebells, like we're used to, which is great because it's given us a reset. It's given us an opportunity to go back and lay a foundation that we may never have had before in the past. And I promise you guys, if you do this properly, if you give it three program phases, it will change your life. It will be a massive, massive humbling experience. But forever going forward, your performance will be improved. You'll be able, you will have laid a really great foundation to build on, you know, and that's, you know, just like building a superstructure, building a superhuman requires a very strong foundation. Yeah, for sure. Now, listen, if you've made it uh, this far through the show and you like this content, then consider subscribing to us. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast and uh, go and check out our YouTube channel. We put really good workout videos up there and uh, instructional videos that obviously we can't just talk about. We have to demonstrate. Just search Unity Gym on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel and click the notification bell. And also join the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. Just search Facebook for UMS Movement Mastermind. We actually record these podcasts live there. So you can ask questions in real time and we answer them. You can also get free coaching from us by posting videos and asking for help. And uh, if you haven't done so already, download one of those blueprints, the flexibility blueprint, strength blueprint or nutrition blueprint. Thanks and for tuning in, even everyone. better than subscribing just to the podcast, try sharing it with your friends as well. Yeah, like yeah, if, you, yeah, if, there's, yeah, if there's people who need like you know some health advice, and send them my way. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. would like to. If you're watching the replay on YouTube, guys, question of the day: Why is your why do you want to get stronger and more flexible? Why do you want to um, develop strength and flexibility? We'd really like to know. Hit us up in the comments on YouTube, uh, on the podcast, and uh, and we'll start a discussion around that. We'd love to know. Speak to you soon. Yep. See you tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.